0: The Chemin de Nietzsche is both a stark philosophical calling and a nice place on the Riviera for a mini-break. How is it possible to reconcile these two seemingly extreme positions? For our correspondent Liam Cagney, who's gotten ahead of the crowds and restarted foreign travel, the answer comes in the diminutive form of the world's most Irish pop singer.
1: A few weeks ago, holidaying on the French Riviera, I took a train along the coast from Nice to Eze. I was following in the footsteps of the philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. In the 1880s, sojourning here because of his terrible health, Nietzsche used to ramble for hours along the gravel hillside overlooking the sea, inevitably while formulating some mad philosophical work in progress. One of these walking trails, leading from a pebbled beach up to the village of Eze, high on a hilltop, is now in his honor called the Chemin de Nietzsche, the Nietzsche Trail. I still remember the thrill of discovering Nietzsche in my early 20s. Reading one page of this most radical of thinkers could dispel depression, shining radiant light on my life. Nietzsche's wild philosophy teaches affirmation. It teaches us to oppose the spirit of gravity, to pass beyond nihilism, to embrace life as ceaseless open-ended becoming. I suppose in this way Nietzsche is sort of like motivational speaking for weirdos. For me, as one who growing up in Ireland never felt like he fit in, the crux of Nietzsche is to seek our origin not in the past but in the future, to invent ourselves not through a past form but through a form without prior image. Two thousand monotheistic years had proclaimed, we are all the same, be the same or else. To which Nietzsche replies, and here I'm paraphrasing, no, blessed are the freaks. For the freak shall inherit the earth. Disembarking the train, I followed the signs. I clambered up the early stages of the meandering path. The heat was blazing, the ascent steep, and I was a panting, sweating mess before long. It was clear that I'd underestimated the path's difficulty. How had a sickly enfeebled German academic managed it? I was bloody dehydrated and near exhausted. Mercifully, I came across a tree-fringed boulder with a cleft in the middle, some shade. I crouched inside it for a rest. As I waited for my heartbeat to relax, I scanned the coastline below. Beyond the trees, beyond the railway line, by the beach, there was a pink villa. I recognized it. How? Then the penny dropped. Ten years ago, driving along the Côte d'Azur on holiday with my then girlfriend Emma, she had made me stop the car for a photo. She said it was Bono's house. Bono has a villa here in Ez, at the foot, no less, of the Nietzsche Trail. How strange. How unwelcome. I resumed walking. I was determined to press on and to expel from my mind all Bono thoughts Irish, all too Irish. I was here to commune with Nietzsche. Now, as the path opened onto a spectacular vista of the shimmering Mediterranean, I took from my bag my battered copy of Thus Spoke Zarathustra. To conjure Nietzsche, I began reading Zarathustra aloud. You look up when you feel the need for elevation, and I look down because I am elevated. Who among you can laugh and be elevated at the same time? Whoever climbs the highest mountains laughs at all tragic plays and tragic seriousness. A French couple, looking embarrassed and avoiding eye contact, passed by in the opposite direction. At once it struck me. I was being just like Bono. Wasn't this just what Bono would do? Somehow, on this blazing hillside open onto the heavens, I was indeed becoming a hybrid, a freak. Nietzsche famously wrote that man is a rope stretched between the animal and the overman. Now I too was a rope, a rope stretched between Nietzsche and Bono, a burlesque tug-of-war between the subtlest of thinkers and the most bombastic of singers, a rope spanning an abyss. The more like Nietzsche I tried to be, the more like Bono I became. How had that happened? I had somehow crossbred Nietzsche with Bono and Bono with Nietzsche, a good Zuropean. Eventually, I reached the old village of Es-sur-Mer on the hilltop, but I didn't stay long. Instead, I redescended and spent the rest of the afternoon on the pebble beach. I reflected on what had happened. To be Irish in this age is indeed to be stretched between Bono and Nietzsche, between modesty writ large and radicalness writ meekly. Should we pile up our familiar platitudes like turf, Or should we strike out on a ridiculous road without destination? I still hadn't found what I was looking for. I watched the waves churning beautifully, violently, always different, always alike. Dusk approached. On a faraway hilltop, I spotted a white dome, an observation point, a remote telescope. Why couldn't I just be a stargazer? Why couldn't I just be the stars? Liam Cagney
0: there, walking Du Cote de Chez Bono. Coming up tomorrow, it's File Likes. And on Saturday, we're exploring the stories of women artists through the self-portrait. And Jennifer Walsh senses some similarities between a commercial robot and Britney Spears. That's all in the Culturefile Weekly Saturday, 6.30 p.m. here on Archie Lyric FM.